Welcome back to the Blur Channel, everybody. Today I'm talking about Fast 10, the latest Fast and Furious movie that came out. I meant to drop this review much earlier, but you know, things happen and things kind of got caught up. But um, I previously reviewed and ranked all the Fast and Furious movies. I finally went to go see the new Fast 10. And here is my official review of it. So, of course, I got to preface this by saying spoilers, massive spoilers are going to be coming from my review. If you have not seen the film, don't either stop right now listening to it or if you don't care about spoilers, then you can continue to listen to it. So my official review where I would probably have it ranked is somewhere with the eight and nine movies just below the first Fast and the Furious at number five. Um, to me... It really didn't hold a candle to Fast 5, 6, and 7, which are kind of like the golden standard for the franchise now, the clear best movies in the whole franchise. It doesn't really compare to those. It's just not not as good, you know, at all. And I could say, like, it was kind of an improvement on F9, but I still think the same tropes and things that kind of brought down F9 brought down this one. Now, like, for me... I don't really have an issue with the cars in space, all the crazy stunts, the fact that they survived this crazy stuff. That doesn't, I don't think that's so much of like a trope that brings down the movie. I think that's just part of the character and what they're doing with the films. And you know exactly what you're getting. Whenever you go into these films, you're going to see some crazy stuff. To me, there's two things that Fast and Furious keeps redoing. Two main tropes they've been redoing ever since Fast Five. And with 8, 9, and 10, they took these two issues to a whole nother level, and that is what's bringing down the franchise and starting to make it hard to enjoy them. So the first one is the redeemable villain, redeeming your antagonist. It started in Fast Five, and it wasn't that big of a deal. It was Hobbs went from an antagonist to a helper of Dominic Toretto, right? That was the very first time that it occurred and really, that's the only time that it needed to occur. Like, you know, he was an antagonist against our main hero, the person that we were following. Somehow Vin Diesel beat The Rock in a fight, which I don't see happening, but you know, whatever, it's cool. That was the very first one, and then he became kind of on their side at the very end. That's fine. Fast 6, we get Shaw. Fast 7, we get his brother, both evil. And then in Fate of the Furious, they decided to somehow redeem both Shaws as good guys even though Han was killed by Deckard Shaw, and even though Owen Shaw did all these terrible things and killed all these people in Fast 6. So I don't understand how that redeeming process like worked, because like those are still two like terrible criminals. Even though Han's technically not dead, Deckard Shaw still effectively killed him. And like that was his whole plan, to kill him. So I don't get... The, the redeeming part, it was kind of falling off there. Like, their redemption arcs still aren't really hitting to me. And, like, Hobbs and Shaw was still hilarious. Still love that movie. But those redemption arcs didn't really hit. Those didn't feel like redemption arcs, right? Like, you're taking a villain and you're trying to turn him into a good guy. It doesn't really work. And then we go into F9, and they do the exact same thing with Dominic's brother, John Cena. And... The only reason why he turns around and becomes a good guy by the movie's end is because his bad guy friends turned on him. That doesn't make you a good person now. I'm sorry. John Cena's plan 
his brother's plan was to literally get this technology and take over the world and be the, become the one like on top. That was his whole plan, his whole thing that he, his whole mantra that he was spewing out. And now you're gonna tell me he's a good guy just because his allies are not his allies anymore? That is not that is not good storytelling, and that is not a good reason to have now in Fast Ten. He's all buddy buddy with Dominic's son and letting him blow up cars. And then, now that we're in Fast 10, they're trying to redeem Cypher. And Cypher's the chick who killed Elena. And, like, yes, there was a huge fight between Cypher and Michelle Rodriguez, and, like, they didn't really, like, redeem her all the way. They're showing as, like, kind of, like, a necessary partnership. But you can tell exactly where it's headed, and they're doing the exact same thing. And it's very irritating because it makes the villains just not seem as compelling. Now, I'm just waiting for Dante to become a good guy. Like, it's just, it, 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 it ruins the, the flavor of the villains actually being a villain, especially when you keep doing it over and over and over again. Every villain that we've gotten since... Six has become a good guy, really since five, has become a good guy in some way, shape, or form. It makes it really hard to actually believe that these villains are villains. The second thing that I don't really like, and kind of what they're doing with Fast 10, like death is just like an imaginary concept. Because they started in Fast and Furious 4, where they killed Letty, and then they decided to bring her back by the end of Fast 5. Happened one time, okay, that's fine. She was dead, they brought her back. She's important to the franchise, you know, that's okay. Now in six, they established Deckard Shaw was the one that killed Han. And then in nine, they decided, oh, by the way, Han's not actually dead either. His death was faked for some odd reason. It was faked, didn't really give a reason as to how it was faked. They just said, oh yeah, Mr. Nobody just said it was fake, so that means that it is. We don't have any reason to believe that. And there's not really a reason for Han to come back into the franchise when he was clearly killed in 6, and then he wasn't there for 7 and 8. Like, it was fine. And they brought him back. And don't get me wrong, I love his character, love the actor that plays him, but if we're gonna believe and feel for someone that dies and, like, actually be worried about their safety, they need to be dead, and they need to stay dead. Because now, at the end of Fast 10, we have Gal Gadot's character coming back at the very end, revealed to not be dead. Now, her non-death is a little bit more believable because in 6, she fell off the plane the same way Owen Shaw fell off the plane, and he survived and she didn't. But, again, the faking the death thing, like, we all went through the emotions with Han and him being like, ah, she's dead, I guess I'll go to Tokyo, and that, like, you know, retroactively set up Tokyo Drift, but it's like, she's supposed to be dead, and now she's back again. And it's like, how are we supposed to take seriously any death scene that comes close? Like, at the end of Fast 10, everyone was going in a plane that seemed like it was going to blow up. Like, we know they're all going to survive. And it's not just about, like, knowing that they're the protagonists and the protagonists have to survive and overcome. It's about the fact that any protagonist that dies can easily be brought back because they don't actually die. So that's the thing. Like, there's an, any death scene, anything like that, none of it's going to hit because we're not actually worried because we know they can just be written back into the story like they did with all the other ones. And as far as Jason Momoa's character, a lot of people liked him and thought he was played well. Um, I think that, like, you know, they gave him a chance to kind of flex his, like, artistic and, like, um, acting chops, you know, kind of as a sociopathic villain. I feel like they were just trying to copy the Joker, though, and 
to me, it's like he just doesn't fit in the film. Like, I feel like his father, Reyes, based upon the way that he is portrayed, he would not have been, like, close to his dad. And, like, he said his dad was a bad man, but he's going through all of this because he lost the money, but also because of his dad's death. And I feel like his dad would not have kept him this close. Like, his dad would have been freaked out by Reyes as a person, by Dante Reyes, based upon the way that Jason Momoa played him. That's just my humble opinion. And that's why, to me, the whole movie, he just kind of stuck out and didn't seem like he belonged as the villain. So that's kind of my review of Fast 10. Um, It's kind of around, you know, 8 and 9. Can't really give. I think it's a little bit better. They're trying to get back to it. Of course, I'm going to go see the next one because they got me wrapped around their thumb as far as, you know, wanting to see the end of it and how it all plays out. Um, But that is my review of Fast X. Let me know your thoughts down below.